You're listening to an episode of the Formed and Sent podcast from the week of Monday, August 5th, 2019. On this week's episode, uh, this is part one of a two-part conversation that Matt, Michael, and I have as we reflect on the Acts 29 global gathering that the three of us plus our wives got to attend at the end of July in Orlando, Florida. We're going to talk uh, for these next two episodes just about what Acts 29 is. For those of you who may not know, talk about the state of Acts 29, the, the diverse global family that we are part of that is all about planting church, planting churches, uh, how we fit into that as the village church, what we're encouraged by, what we're excited about, uh, and how some of that stuff might uh, play out here locally um, within the village church. So, man, if you have any questions about the village or about Acts 29, you can learn more about all of those things at myvillagechurch.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We hope this is helpful. Enjoy. Welcome to the Foreman Said Podcast, a podcast of the Village Church that gathers in downtown Hamilton, Ohio. My name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors here of the Village, and with me today is... Heyo! It's Matt. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> he can't see you. My name is Michael. I'm one of the pastors. Do you encouragement for you? Uh, you don't, we don't have a Snapple today, nope. do we? A physical Snapple? All right. We'll ask Google. Give me a Snapple fact. More so commanded than asked. But yeah, it's true. It's All right. Here's Snapple fact. Here's Snapple fact. Here's Snapple fact number 187. There are over 61,000 pizzerias in the U.S. Try turning each fact into a trivia question. <laughs> question. How many pizzerias are there in the U.S.? <laughs> who would ever just get, who would ever get that right? Yeah. Over it's not even an exact number. Over 61,000. There are over yeah. two. Well, there are less than 100,000. Oh, you got it right. <laughs> uh, so that's the voice of Snapple. That's what she sounds like, huh? Hmm. It was... Uh, Number 187? I wonder if that's still accurate, though. I don't know. You would think that might be a long time oh, ago. Unless they've went below 61,000, then it will indefinitely be accurate. Maybe. I'm just thinking that's true. Like, that's true. Yeah. As long as there's more, it doesn't <laughs> really matter. It's accurate. There are actually over a million now, but it's still true. <laughs> we were, I was driving Mabel yesterday, and uh, she was like, man, there's a lot, of, a lot of pizza places on this street. We're on Main Street. And I was like, she was like, you know, there's Domino's, and there's Mololo's, and I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. There's like, there's Little Caesars up here. There's Pizza Hut. There's Papa John's. There's Marco's. There's La Rosa's wow. if you turn the corner. It was like, why are there so many pizza places here? <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. Oh, what, what we uh, say among the 61,000. In Trenton, Trenton, Ohio, small town, mm-hmm. 20 minutes from here, no burger place, but like six pizza places. <laughs> but you crazy. cannot get a burger. It's the craziest <laughs> Do they have cheeseburger pizzas? I'm sure they do. No, probably not. No. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Cool. Well, that was a good good show. Cool. Thanks for listening. We'll yeah. see you next time. Have a good one. Uh, so it's been a while. We've not done a pod. We've not recorded a podcast for like months. I don't know, a month and a half. We've maybe. done one of these before. Wow, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Welcome to the first step. Um, yeah, it's been a while. It's summer's crazy, and mm-hmm. you know, in and out vacation and PBS and all sorts of fun things. Uh, we just got back uh, last week from. A uh, an X29 global gathering, which is something that we do uh, every other year. And by we, uh, Matt and I have never done it before, um, <laughs> but Michael's done it. And really, it's only the, the second time they've done it. And so uh, Michael's only done it once That's before. Great. 
so we just we just quite pulled, a tradition. Uh, we got to, yeah, right. Uh, we got to get away with our wives, uh, Sans kids, and just be a part of that. And so we just we just wanted to reflect uh, about our uh, time in Orlando with thirteen hundred other people, um, you know, connecting the network or whatever. And so, but uh, before we do that, um, man, just wanted to like tee up for those of people who are listening that don't even know what Acts twenty nine is. Uh, or our relationship to it or whatever, like just to kind of talk about that for a minute. So when do you guys want to chat about that? Yeah, we can talk about it. Whatever's yeah. cool. If you we'll want talk, to discuss. I mean, I mean it could be a think, monologue. It could be a dialogue. <laughs> you think that's a trialogue. good idea? <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, I, I can talk. Go about if you want to, and I'll just kind of pick up where so, we leave off. In uh, the, the simplest form, uh, x is a network of churches linked arms to plant churches that plant churches. Um, if you look at the website or or you know, ask anybody else, hey, what is Acts 29? What we would typically say is a diverse global family of church planting churches. And I think we'll get into this, but the beauty of it is that we actually are that. And, you know, you've probably all been a part of organizations where, like, their mission doesn't really align with who they are, but that is not the case with Acts 29. Mm-hmm. So single issue network, and that issue is to plant churches that plant churches. Um, and so uh, that's what Acts 29 is. Cool. Also... If I could just add like little, Please do. Yeah, yeah. little snippets on the cupcake. Um, it's not a denomination. So it's a network, like you said, and we are not a part of a denomination. And it allows each church to be autonomous, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily define how something should be. And also it is reformed in nature, would you say, overall? Or does that characterize it? They, they don't have that in their like, spiel, but I think yeah. that would characterize some of the stuff as well. Yeah, interdenominational family, mm-hmm. and so we are not denominational, the Village Church, but there are Southern Baptists yeah. and Lutheran and you know Evangelical Free. Like, there's all different kinds of denominations that are part of the network if they share some core things in common. Um, and yeah, so like the the sovereignty of God um, and salvation, the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. Um, was a complementarian like. A, Churches mm-hmm. being led by a uh, plurality of qualified yeah. male elders. Um, I think there's five. I don't remember the other two off the top of my head. But um, yeah, so there's there's marks like that that if you uh, are familiar with Acts 29 and looking for like a, a church and you see that oh like they're part of the Acts 29 network that that would mean something to you. Like there are some uh, maybe there's lots of different expressions of the local church that you can mm-hmm. find within Acts 29. But in terms of their theological um, and missional convictions. Um, they would be fairly similar, uh, should have those things in common. And so, which is cool. It's, yeah, it's neat to be helpful. able to be a part of, um, yeah, uh, a family of churches that are different mm-hmm. and yet share like the most important things in common. Yeah. yeah. One of those other things is the local church is God's primary mission strategy. And so like you will get, while, while you will get an emphasis on, um, uh, theological clarity, cultural engagement and missional innovation, which is like part That's of right. the mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You get that um, as diverse as it is, but but you get like yeah. If if you're a part of the network, then then you share like the most core convictions as a church, which is man incredible. Even even like uh, practically, as we try to have global partnerships, and we'll, maybe we can talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that man, if these people are part of X29, then we share these things in common mm-hmm. already. So we're not sifting through basic core theological convictions and missiological stuff. So, yeah. um, do you care if I talk a little more about it in terms of affiliation? And, no, go for it. Um, so just to give you a perspective on how it's, and this hasn't always been the case, like with anything, it has morphed and 
there has to be flexibility with scale and growth and all that stuff. Um, currently sits at about 800 uh, full member churches. Then there are additionally candidate churches, those that have gone through <coughs> assessment. And go, going through the other side of that, like the church that we just sent out, Cedar City Church, there, um, the, the Hackneys, David is in uh, candidate phase. And so, you know, he's uh, completing the things that they ask of him and hopefully will be a full member soon. So our relationship with the network is that we are a full member in Acts 29. We have been since, I think, 2010, if I'm not mistaken, which is a long time. Um, and the way that it's organized now, there's uh, one diverse global family broken up into 11 networks. And so those are, um, in the U.S., there are five networks just geographically based. And so we are part of the U.S. Midwest network, which may never mean anything to you, but it does mean something <laughs> to us. Um and then there are regions within that. So we're part of the Ohio River region. And so that's Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, et cetera. And then there's area leadership. And so we kind of hang out with those guys down in Cincinnati. And so all of that matters because um, otherwise you're just, everybody's doing their own thing mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff. And so there is alignment and there's a relational uh, benefit from those things. And so um, that's why I share that with you. And then what does it mean for us to be a part of the network? Um, we give 10% to church planting. At least that's our goal, um, and that might ebb and flow based on where a church is and it's, you know, like getting off the ground or whatever, but um, we give 1% of that to the network so that the network can function, and the other 9% is in flex, and so we can we can contribute that however we see fit. Uh, the majority of our contribution recently has gone to Cedar City. Um the benefit pastoral relationships, we get to talk with people and we get to share in the process of recruiting and assessing and training and coaching other mm -hmm. pastors within the network. So, yeah, that's really good. You know, talk, you have a specific role, right, locally within our area or network in terms of assessments and stuff like that or recruiting. But, like, can you talk about that? Just yeah, a I mean, bit? The, the like, specifically, I don't have any functional title or anything like that, but, um, the way in which I love to serve the network. One, we all get to be a part of area meetups, and so part of that is just recruiting. If someone says, hey, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm interested, we have a quarterly coffee uh, down in Cincinnati that's like a great opportunity and, and with some intentionality to follow up with some of those people. And then um, the assessment part, we have an assessment conference twice a year in Minneapolis um, in February, and so the joke is, hey, if you'll go to Minneapolis in February, then... Like, you know, that, that's the upfront investment to consider what it looks like to plan a trip. But, um, and so being a part of those assessment conferences, usually there are five or so, uh, if they're married, you know, husband and wife being assessed, and it's a whole uh, weekend of basically observation and questions and all kinds of stuff. And so I love, I love doing that. Um, Kim's been able to do that a few times in the past, and so they have wives a part of that process as well. I love doing that. So that's cool. Love it. Uh, so you guys want to talk about the global gathering? Um, just kind of what it was and yeah, what, why it was and all that stuff. Yeah, um, I can start and you guys add in. But um, I think the goal. I know, like Scott, at the beginning, you kind of preface it's a newer transition, but the goal is for it to happen once every other year. Um, it for each church as a member, it allows up to eight people to come, like a pa pastors and wives mm -hmm. or whatever that looks like. And um, it's just a time for, I think, the network to communicate to us more clearly how it's doing, um, some of the vision that it has in terms of, you know, global outreach and church planting. We talk about 
like a new thing called churches in hard places, which they're really trying to like allow us to know and connect with and be able to support. Also, churches in rural areas um, provide spiritual refreshment um, for each of us through through music and messages. I think it provides physical refreshment and just being away from like the office and daily grind and allows you to rest up a little bit. And then I think it provides like a relational help as well. We get to connect with other pastors. Um, just be able to mingle with even missionaries that we have connected with and are, are working alongside. And so more than that, but that's mm-hmm. been helpful for me and some of the things I identified. Yeah. I agree with all that. <laughs> uh, maybe a bit of the history behind that. So mm-hmm. when we first got into the network, one of the things they had was a lead pastors and wives retreat. And so that started, you know, like I think 2010 or 2011 or whenever it was when we first got in. But um, was in, in Vail, and there were probably, I don't know, under 200 people there, um, maybe under 150. And so it was quite a, a different environment. But the intent in that is church planting is hard and pastoring is hard. And so, like, just one of the benefits was being able to participate in that. And, um, you know, the church had to pay for us to get there, but I think a lot of the the cost was taken on by X29, and that grew and grew, and so that was in every year we had the privilege of doing that. And when I think about the network, that just medicine for my soul, you know. Um, but then I think a few years back, they were basically like, gosh, we, this is a lot of money <laughs> for us to give when we want to be about planting churches. And so they kind of shifted the dynamic so that it's still for um, those purposes, but they want they wanted one, we get to take on some of the cost of that individually as a church and then they wanted to open it up to teams and and spouses or whatever so that there was a little more training and and stuff like that rather than just retreating so that's kind of where it is um it it it, i mean i hope it was refreshing for you guys just like you said matt to be away and just to be in the room gosh is like just cool yeah it was really neat I, i think if you can imagine if we the village only met as community groups and and that was it that's a good like picture. for yeah. for two years and once every two years we got to come together like as the whole church and worship together and learn together and teach together and um, serve together and have fun together like all that stuff like that's kind of what that was like you know if you consider Acts twenty nine to be a a family mm-hmm. of all of these churches that are you know eight hundred of them all over the world forty five what fifty three different countries fifty two different countries something like something that like something that, crazy. Yeah. 35 um, languages or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that could, if you think about that, like, and and never ever coming together as a whole family, I mean, you could you could do that, but there's just, there's something lost, mm-hmm. you know, there's a disconnection that's there. And so, um, yeah, for us to be able to come together like that um, was just really neat. Certainly the alignment piece, and I, I yeah. like made note, like maybe it would be like a family meeting, but I, mean, I think your analogy so yeah. is more similar. Like there's encouragement and, and all that stuff, but just even just the alignment to like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. that's who that person is, or that, that's mm-hmm. how that works. And yeah. that, that's how what we do day in, day out, week in, week out, works together with what God is up to around mm-hmm. the globe. That's that's kind of the sweet thing about it. Yeah. Um, to, to that end, you want to talk about just kind of the maybe the state of the network or where they are going or alignment, like what we are aligning around, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, how much past do we talk about? Oh, here? whatever. You, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it's. I think it'd be good to talk about trajectory yeah. from a historical perspective. So, so the biggest observation I think being around for ah, like a considerable, maybe half of the span mm-hmm. of the network, um, is uh, it was very. Um, 
like funneled through a very few people. And in the early, early days, like, okay, Driscoll was predominantly driving wherever it went, all right, for the good or the bad. And then um, I even got to connect with a guy named Tyler Powell uh, in Orlando last week who, if anybody got assessed, probably in the first 350, maybe even 400 churches, every single one of them from anywhere in the world, this guy was a part of that assessment. I mean, he wasn't physically in the room, but the paperwork went across yeah. his desk, and he made sure that the teams were assessing and all those things. And and just as things scale, when you don't even speak the language, yeah. you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, like that's impossible. And so the beauty of and and for me, the, uh, I'll talk about this in a few minutes. But the the seemingly like impossible task of doing this in a way that remains uh, linear and it and it is one family mm-hmm. united and aligned. In a, in a way where people speak languages in the context of every, every church is different, but but certainly like from urban to the most um, rural, like you can't even, you know, like yeah. even uh, the, the people that we've been investing in in Guatemala, like uh, some of them, it, it's an oral culture. Like writing is not even like a big deal. And so how do you assess, do you assess? Yeah. When, when there's no internet? And, and so like the beauty of the growth has been to contextualize. That's why you have networks. Mm-hmm. You have a Latin American network. You have, you know, um, uh, what's it called? The emerging regions. Emerging regions. Those are, you know, there's not enough in that area yet to be a region, but someone's responsible for them. Right. Yeah. And so, like, just the beauty of the scale, and I would say Steve Timmis is, if there's one human responsible for that, you know, it's he's kind of the CEO, mm-hmm. but just to see that vision and passion actually show up just incredible and so Mm -hmm. like where are we now i I mean i've never been more excited to be a part of it and and some might say well what is x29 and and we might say well it's the relationships we have you know in the in in the 100 mile radius Mm -hmm. and that might be true but just to see how it all works together again has been incredible so Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like we're in good hands there's diversity of um, gifts among the board and those kind of driving the ship and all that stuff i trust them uh, wholly, mm-hmm. uh, because it's not built on one person. Yeah, like Chandler was on sabbatical, and so he's the president of X Twenty Nine. We saw him on the screen for about thirty seconds, and then no one ever mentioned him again. <laughs> yeah. And like, like while that was a little like, huh, that's interesting. Like the point is, it it didn't matter, yeah. right? And so you take one person out of any, and that then it just continues yeah. on. Yeah, that's, that's success. You know, absolutely. It's not always been that way. Right. Yeah. Not good. Like, no. I just, sorry. <laughs> I thought I thought Matt had a profound statement. He was cocking his head, and I thought maybe there was some like light bulb moment going on. He's cracking no, he's just he's just cracking his neck. Cracking he's looking at Scott like uh, like cats look at you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a dog. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do cats cats make noises when they cock their head? Uh, um, anyways, the uh, when you were talking about just history stuff, like like I just think. There was uh, a season at the beginning where it was like, ah, exciting, cool, like sexy to be part oh, yeah. of Axe 29, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like hipster urban, mm-hmm. you know, kind of deal or whatever. Like, oh, we're all about all about Jesus and we're going to, you know, inject the Christian culture with what it needs to, you know, get back on its feet or whatever. And um, yeah, and then like there was the the fall of, <laughs> of, of Mark Driscoll and then it was like, Oh yeah, we're part of the X twenty nine network. <laughs> kind of like wow, you know, like I mean, I, I it doesn't it didn't change any of what we're like 
like our convictions yeah. or what we were like about or any of those things. But there was kind of like, man, like what what is this built on and what is yeah. going on here and yeah. you know all that stuff. So there was like a, a period of time where that was the case, and then I just think the last you know four or five years, like just seeing maturity, yeah, yeah no, and and fair. certainly like in the leadership, um, and and but in the vision and in like just the way, even even like literally like age maturing, you know, yeah. like they're older folks in the network. <laughs> there are gray um, beards there. But yeah, yeah, which is like so good. Um, yeah, the diversity of the focus. Matt, you hit on the collectives um, focusing on is- Islam mm-hmm. and churches that are in poor, um, really hard, uh, tough places. Um, and then in the rural areas that are yeah. often overlooked and forgotten. Like, And and hearing them talk this year about wanting to, to for those things not just to be there for like photo ops and yeah. to make it sound like you're trying to be, be diverse yeah. or whatever, but like genuinely wanting like investing time mm-hmm. and money and people and all that stuff in those things. Um, like, like that's just really cool yep. like, to, to hear, but that willing to, to be changed, I think by those folks as well. Um, as they have a seat at the table, you know, like that's a big deal. That That's a, a far cry from kind of where things started. I think that's me. That's one of the guys who was like in a rural, I think Wisconsin town or whatever. He's part of the church in hard places and, or the rural collective, I guess, something like that. But he was talking about years ago, I mean, I saw Acts 29 from the outside and thought, man, I would love to be a part of that and, mm-hmm. and brotherhood and et cetera. And he said, um, but one of the core values was like urban church planting mm-hmm. and, he's in, and like cities, which was like a thing. And, and that's, we get why that's a thing because that's where, you know, percentage wise people are. But he was like, so I've, I've been an outsider, right? you know, yeah. le- legitimately and, and like, it was part of like the stated values of the network. Yeah, was particularly excluding his context. Yeah, and so for him to be in a room with hundreds and hundreds of people that were there for, like basically saying I'm for the rural mm-hmm. collective, and and so he was just like just this room being in this room. Yeah, reflects that maturity. Yeah, uh, that we're not. Yeah, we want to influence the globe, but that happens in small towns as well as urban. You know, in, in all walks of life. So this is beautiful. Yeah. You can't really. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, did they say last year they grew by 150 churches, or was that in the last two years? I don't remember. Either way, what's amazing years, yeah. last two years and yeah. last two years they grew by 150 churches, which means they've almost grown in the last two years by 25 percent, which yeah. is amazing. And crazy. what's so crazy is we're not just trying to make extra nine the thing, but when you, it has to be a working of God because like it's it's not built on one person. It's a global thing, and it's. It's healthy and it's yeah. vibrant and it's effective and it's just amazing. When yeah. you think about the, the the thought and the craft and the research, I don't know, it's just amazing. So we're, we're excited to be part of it and yeah. it's fun. And, you know, to that end, like, there are lots of churches that, there are lots of denominations that plant lots of churches, yeah. but, like, even considering the Southern Baptist Convention, like, I know that they're, like, there are a ton of churches that they're closing yeah. down. Yeah. And, and to be clear, like, like churches need to close sometimes and that's a healthy part of the life cycle of a church is its death (laughs) you know to to know at some point when it's time to close up shop and go elsewhere um but like what what we what actually doesn't want to see is churches closed prematurely or really really that's a symbol of like being planted prematurely because of immaturity within the leaders or (laughs) the church itself or whatever and of course stuff happens sometimes and things just go off the rails and there's nothing anybody can do about it but the desire for mm-hmm. like the network to plant healthy churches, which is why the assessment process is like so important, um, and the 
the uh, conditions or whatever they give the yeah. candidate uh, pastors and, and their families and, and churches and all yeah. of that stuff like that matters a lot not mm-hmm. to not to make it some elite kind of thing because yeah. it's not it's just saying like no like in order for for your church to be healthy if you really want to yeah. plant a healthy church that is going to play the long game then like you have to be healthy yeah. now um, I, I just I just think that's a healthy way of approaching it and i think that that's bearing fruit in some way and you know fast forward 10 15 50 years i don't know Mm -hmm. like you'll see acts where nine churches close and that's okay but hope hoping that number is tight and there's like there is more longevity there hopefully if leadership transfers and stuff so Yeah. yeah um just other thoughts about like what was exciting or what you enjoyed or i don't know like concerns or thoughts or whatever that you had just from being there um for those five days um, I don't know, we might talk about this at other times, but we are able to support Mitch um, and Amanda, which are missionaries and church planters in Guatemala. And then also Michael and I, when we went to Guatemala, got to meet um, a couple, pastor and his wife named Gender and Nuami. And it was just fun for each of the three of us and our wives to be able to interact with them. Yeah. And, and it's so fun because it's not just... You know, oh, we support this this name somewhere, but we are tangibly using our church planting dollars, certainly with Cedar City, but mm-hmm. also globally to impact. And we were able to provide the tickets for Gender and Nwami to come, and they got to see all that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. They, they are from a very small village, very young, and just for them to be able to see what we're just talking about was amazing. And we got to like play games with them, got to connect, got to worship with them, and it was that was a highlight for me. Um, and just. It's, it's real, you know, when you get to see them and talk to them. And, and Mitch got to come up on stage and we got to see his video. And it's just so personal, and I love that, yeah. you know. So that was, was a highlight for me. That's cool. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's so cool. I think, um, it, yeah, and, and Mitch getting to come on stage, mm-hmm. like, we, we weren't really, I think Mitch had said something about that, but, like, this really, like, low-key, if you interact with Mitch, yeah. like, he's just, like, chill dude that like whatever and then for x29 to to spotlight in a way that undoubtedly helps them to help mm-hmm. get into uh, their perspective was one just and i'll let the village church know this they were so thankful mm-hmm. on the front mm-hmm. end um before we came but even when we got there they were just like how can we thank yeah. you like we, we're just you know like so thankful that that you allowed for us to come mm-hmm. and and so just you know, every day basically getting to see them, even in passing or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and them just being elated with, like, we just, like, I I kept asking, how does this, you know, kind of impact you or whatever, and they're both of them in different words, but, like, it's so easy to feel alone, mm-hmm. and it's just so nice to know that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. And just, but but really, that's the encouragement, I, th- I mean, for me and for us, you just think mm-hmm. that this is it, and we're in this basement, and, you know, you're, like, slugging out, and... <laughs> And it's just so encouraging to know, one, that, uh, I mean, we, we follow uh, a rich history that started with, you know, Abraham <laughs> and, yeah. and, and all the Old Testament and, and Jesus and, and on that foundation the church is built and Paul and Peter and James and, and every one of them suffered. And so in good or in bad, like, gosh, the, the challenge is like, don't quit. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's just yeah. such an encouragement. Um, so that's uh, kind of, ex- you know, one of the, the exciting things. In terms of concerns, like I, I think twofold. One, it's always easy to say, "What can X twenty nine do for me?" Mm-hmm. And like, well, I, I mean, I heard one guy. I was having coffee with Kim, and like, just one guy who seemed to have been in the network for a while, but 
just talking about like the good old days and like in his perspective. Oh, it used to be, and there weren't all these people. And it's like, dude, <laughs> can you imagine if like your church people were saying, one, they probably are saying this, <laughs> but it's like incredible. Like that's frustrating. And so like, you know, if, if the question is what can X29 do for me, then it's like, you're asking the wrong question. Mm-hmm, but yeah. like, how can we come alongside what God is doing and yeah. planting healthy churches that plant healthy churches? Then like, it's, it is a network. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah then that's a concern that people would forget that. But then it also leads me to like the, the hope is if today, you know, we got a, a message from Steve Timmis that said, Hey, X29 is not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't it, day to day. It wouldn't yeah. change. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't change yeah. much. It, it would change how we interact globally. And yeah. you know, sure. It, it would have an impact, but it wouldn't change what any of the churches are doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah. that's the best thing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I remember years ago, somebody asking if, you know, in light of pastors failing and moral stuff and, you know, what role does X-29 have in that? I remember, I think it was Chandler. He's like, dude, we're not the local church. Like, right. what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, X-29 is going to show up knocking on your door and put you under church discipline? <laughs> like, that's not, we're not a church. Yeah. The church does that. Right. Which is why the emphasis on healthy churches is so important. Mm-hmm. Healthy leaders plant healthy churches and, and multiply them. So. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else from you? Matt, um, I just or? thought the leadership, I know you guys highlighted it, but it was a blessing to see leadership that were that were humble. Mm-hmm. It, you could clearly tell from how they presented or, or the things they said or even in their, their preaching, gosh, like no one was there, again, my mm-hmm. opinion, to like build their own thing or to share how great they were. It's all just very humble. Even when they get up to preach, it, it was prayed right before, you know, God like, Use them, give them the words, let, let Jesus preach a better message. And it was just all about honoring Christ, humility, submission. And that was a beautiful thing that they model so well, I think. And so that was just, you know, certainly a, a testament to them. And we want to, you guys as a village church to know that and something that we, us three and, and Adam as well, desire to, to model as well. Yeah. So it was, it was really good. No, I, I would agree. Like there were, um, I know Steve Timmis, set from the stage, like just talking about the board and, like, you know, they have disagreements. Like yeah. so just like being up front with like, yeah. hey, you know, we like these guys we, we talk about all kinds of things and there are fires that, you know, <laughs> spring up in yeah. different places around the world and we put those things out and we, we do our best to like care and make sure things take care of. Sometimes those things blow up, you know? And sometimes within, you know, our meetings, like we just we don't all see eye to eye. And like I just I just appreciate that yeah. that there's not this false like this facade of no, everything's hunky dory, yeah. and we all get along all the time. Like, because that's not real. Like, yeah. we, well, it's real for us. But no, yeah, no, right. Yeah, yeah we always <laughs> agree. I mean, yeah, thankfully, I mean that's just a gift from the Lord. Um, but yeah, just for him to talk about that, just so frankly, not yeah. like not not, not trying. Yeah, not trying to be like too often, but just just nonchalant. like talking about that, you know. Yeah. And then there was another. Um, I was in the church in her places. Uh, they had like a lunch um, where you got to hear more from like the leaders that were there and. One of the guys who's uh, super involved in that, Ms. McConnell, he's a, a Scottish guy, works in uh, the schemes in Scotland, which is like the equivalent of like the projects here in America. Um, he uh, was just talking to Max 29 and how like, man, his, his, his desire for reaching people in hard places is not that like it would be like Acts 29 for poor people. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be like the people who are part of that would be an X twenty nine just as much as every yeah. as, as everybody else. And Steve Timmis was in the room while he's talking about this and just saying like you know. But to be frank, like half our guys they would have to work for a whole year 
in order to be able to like just get here for a day, you know, just because of the places that they come from and the expense and stuff like that. And so like for, so he was, he was just saying like, hey, we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be a pain in the butt, you know, like our guys and what we're doing, like it, there's going to be a cost essentially to like, to, to making that table truly open to everybody. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely love, A, that's his heart, but B, that like he knows he can say that in a crowd, in a room full of people, mm-hmm. like with the president and other people there um, who are part of that. I just love that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, like that makes me less concerned and, and feel like the whole, gosh, diversity and desiring to have other, like that makes me feel like that's a, a true genuine thing mm-hmm. um, because there's the freedom to talk about those things there. And yeah, just really love that, was encouraged by that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just, and the solidarity thing, like feeling alone, and like to what you were saying, Michael. I just there's something cool about uh, being in a room with 13 other people that are like mm-hmm. that are either like pastors or uh, or leaders in the church in general, like on yeah. some level, like to be with those people in Excellent where you know like there's some core stuff that is yeah. all the same, um, and and yet from all over the place. Like it's just this. It was just a really cool experience to be a part of that. Um, and to be reminded, yeah, that we're not alone in all that stuff. Say one more thing. Uh, maybe it's controversial. I know, especially on a global level, when you talk about complementarian, what does it look like for men and women to, to co-labor in, in gospel endeavors? And, um, and, you know, we've certainly worked through that. Uh, we're always working through that, (laughs) Yeah. but as a church, and so kind of taking some stands in the last year and, uh, or, or two, but to see, um, Historically, it's just been a bunch of, I'll say historically, like go back five years, then it was a bunch of white dudes. Um, and then just to see that even like from the board to like the stage mm-hmm. and in, in every outlet, there are men and women laboring side by side throughout their gifts, birth of the Holy Spirit to build this network. And, and the beauty of it, again, the network is not a church, mm-hmm. so it doesn't, doesn't have to function like that. And so... Uh, it's just beautiful, and I, it's a it's spurring and encouraging. Mm-hmm. And I know, yeah. I know, having had conversations with other people who who maybe aren't where we are, that might even be in the network. Um, whether it comes to like uh, diversity of of any type, but certainly complementarian. And so, like, it's just been good to spur mm-hmm. those conversations and mm-hmm. and to have real honest conversations yeah. about that stuff. So yeah, it's a win for me. It's good. Uh, in terms of just like how. Maybe the gathering impacted you personally. How it served you? Any like, is there anything for you that you you personally maybe walked away, uh, either being refreshed in or reminded of or having learned? Um, me personally, it was just. I think it gives a bigger picture of the church, and it's so easy to think for me that the village is what the church is. Glo- you know, not globally, maybe, but at least America-wide or whatever. And um, just to be able to to see, like Michael said, what the stage looked like, and and not the decoration on it, but the people and the songs that they did, the way they presented them, um, the people that were there, and, and the different styles and the way people worshipped. You know, some raising hands, some dancing, some whatever. It's just beautiful to see that. And in some small way, I don't think I'm overstating this, but it was like a picture of heaven in a sense, where you have all these different. You know, people groups and, and this and the, we even sang in different languages. And it was just, I think it was helpful for me, you know, and what we have here is wonderful. But to see a kind of expanse and a coming together and a unity of worship to God yeah. in those different ways was really helpful for me. And, and I don't know if, like, tomorrow anything will change here because of that. But I think it was just, it was healthy, yeah. you know, to see that. So. Yeah. 
I agree with all that. It's a huge takeaway. It's the most vis- vis- visible, tangible thing. Is like, gosh, man, it's like it's there's there's fun. There's humor yep. mixed in with mm-hmm. like um, just yeah, singing songs and languages yep. that you don't know. I, I, yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's almost like, and it's not just hey, we can do this, but it's like, gosh, just to see this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, and this is maybe nerdy and, and probably tips its hat to like how I think about things, but the execution of um, of what they're like the larger scale ambitions that X twenty nine tried to do um, years back, and and to see, yeah, the diversity and and all of those things. Gosh, it's from as, as a leader, you're just like, I mean, I had a little bit of a conversation with Tim. It's like. I don't know how you do. How did how did you do it? Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah. and and just like I remember, like so so practically, I remember Chandler, you know, four or five years ago saying, "We will never have an X twenty nine event where we're all a bunch of white people on the stage." Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay, like that. Oh, that's that's how you begin to shape culture. And um, so for me, just the execution and just thinking, what does it look like? It doesn't have to be those huge things, but just to do anything. To get anything done, and, and for us, like take like global go. This is where my brain goes. Like, you start as a as an initiative. Like, there's a global go initiative, and we're like stumbling around trying to figure out what it looks like. Yeah. Establish partnerships. What are these partnerships going to look like? You know, who's involved? Who? Like, what roles do we need? And and we don't have all that figured out. But then, to be around something that's executed so well, mm-hmm. like on such a grand scale, it, it challenges me in a really good way as a leader. Yeah. To make sure that you're not just setting goals without the path to get there, um, and so yeah, that, that fleshes out for me particularly in a hundred different ways. But I just think it's it's worthy of noting yeah. to see leadership in a way that's like not just a goal, but but steps to get there, and then see people walking the path, and you're mm-hmm. like, wow, that's incredible, you know? Yeah, this stuff realized, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, I think to Matt, what, what Matt was saying, like just this slice of you know revelation seven of like seeing people from all over together like that's just that is not something that you get like here anywhere (laughs) anywhere close to here you just don't get that uh it it takes you know it takes something like what we just went to to make that happen and so just to even have a glimpse of man like i have so much more in common than like different from all of these people because of because of Jesus, and that's it, you know. But to be singing the same songs with them, and you know, we got to like just hear from people all over the world. There was a, a pastor from Brazil that preached in Portuguese. <laughs> we had an English translator yeah. to understand. Um, just to to be ministered to and around and enjoy and among you know people from all over. It was just like a really beautiful thing. Um, and so that's just that's encouraging. That's refreshing. That like you know one of the one of the sermons that we heard while we were there um, the whole week built around Second uh, Timothy. That's what all the plenary sessions were preaching to. Um, but one of them just being about like uh, having the, the shore in front of you, you know, and, um, and that's part of that vision, you know, like as you're leading, you get in the midst of the fog and you're not sure where you're at, how far you are, you want to give up. Um, it's difficult, but like to have that picture in front of you of, what what that what what day is coming you know and and to to have some of that actually be in that room um, was just a really encouraging shot of yeah. life um, 
you know, through the gospel or whatever. And so that was just really cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just personally too, it was fun to hang out with you guys. <laughs> uh, like, like I said, we didn't have any kids with us. And so it was literally like the six of us, uh, you know, us and our wives got to just spend time together and it was just fun. Like we, we don't, we don't get to do that. Um, certainly not without kids <laughs> very, very rarely. Um, and let alone to like actually spend extended periods of time together and, and to worship together mm-hmm. and to like be served and minister to together and not be the ones doing the ministering and to like for our wives to be part of that, to see some of that stuff and to be in on excellent, like just for all of that stuff was just, all of it was really cool. I just felt like it, I think it ministered to me just on lots of levels, marriage, friendship with you guys, just Jesus in general. Um, Yeah. Just pumped. I had the same thing. I think leading up to one of the things I was most excited about was just like, Oh, Tammy and Kelly getting to like be, you know, like in, and you guys for that matter, but like, just excited for yeah. them to be around, and it and it is not just it's not morning till night go 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 go, but there's like you know there's hangout time and and it's not just with us but with other friends and and such, but like uh, yeah, time with my wife always encouraging, time with you all, time with mm-hmm. friends, time with the region and and other pastors and their wives within the region, um, and then yeah, just the huge global family all of yeah. it, just a win for me. So just to speak to the importance of that, like I. Like we talk about it, we know that it's important that it matters, but like just the the life giving nature of having people um, that you work with that like that you actually enjoy yeah. <laughs> and you like and they like you yeah. and to have to have spouses that like that are your partners in the ministry that like are all in and and for you and mm-hmm. for the mission as well, like that stuff is so important and it, it's easy for me to take for granted or just assume that everyone knows that. And I don't know that everyone does know that. Yeah. And so like, it's not like that time away was not just, Oh, we just get to kick our feet up. And like, what, like that is, that truly is like ministering to the longevity of the village church mm-hmm. and the fruitfulness of our ministry mm-hmm. um, here in the church to, to, to have our wives see and be a part of yeah what we're hoping to be and what they are a part of as well, yeah. but to be able to see that up close together mm-hmm. and for us to be able to invest in our relationships and friendship, like that's just, it is so important. Um, and such a gift that, yeah. that honestly that, that we have, but that the village has that like, yeah. we like each other, <laughs> our, our spouses, we like yeah. each other and gosh, like Michael, Matt and I, and, and Adam and Emily as well. Like we all like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just such a, a huge gift to yeah. us and to the church and just, yeah, so that 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 time that that week away was an investment in that. Um, yeah. Such a cool thing. It's huge. It doesn't make it um, any less difficult. Right. Just the the work and mm-hmm. the, the toil and uh, and all that, but it makes it much 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 more enjoyable. Yeah, and, and more endurable. Endurable. That's that's <laughs> what it was in my head. And, and yeah. like I know I've talked to pastors who are like, ah, you know, staff, you know, as long as they can get the stuff, you know, get the job done or whatever. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you and I come from different planets because I ain't about to be working with somebody that I don't like. <laughs> and so, like, I just, don't, yeah. I don't know how you would do it. Like yeah. trust and unity and like mm-hmm. shared vision, all those things. They're they're so important. And for us as a team. Not because of us, but as a gift to us, mm-hmm. um, and certainly to the village collectively. What a what a gift! Yeah, yeah. 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 You guys are, and, and your and wives for real. So, like to the church, thank you for like yeah. allowing us to go and letting us do that. Um, hopefully, it reaps fruit and benefit for you guys yeah. and the whole church and those who aren't even part of our church yet down the road. But yeah, just thanks for mm-hmm. allowing us to do that, and making that possible. So. Absolutely. 
we are X29. And so we want to see churches planted. We want to see them planted in all kinds of places for all people in all situations and circumstances. We want to serve those who plant. We want to resource those who plant. We want to help the seed become established. But what if we got to water it, nurture it, and watched with bated breath as the Lord provides the growth? What if the darkness was invaded and gospel bridgeheads established which penetrated deep into enemy terrain? What if we sank wells? What if we raised children, fed families, gave hope, showed joy, displayed love, and watched as light was dispersed as far as the eye of faith could see? What if all of this happened as churches were being planted among the whoever, wherever, and whenever? What if we got to see the unthinkable, not only thought, but done? What if we saw the unbelievable not merely believed, but performed? What if the earth blossomed and bloomed with gospel fruit as Eden was reestablished wherever Christ's name was proclaimed? What if disciples were made as sinners were made into disciples? What if we got to see singles placed in families and the homeless find a place of refuge? What if we got to witness the hungry enjoy a banquet of grace at the table of the blessed and the thirsty guzzle at the fountain of God's free mercy. What if the sovereign Lord established a people for himself in the nooks and crannies of every community? What if he revealed his glory to them and displayed his glory through them? What if new churches were built in every existing city on earth what if there were cities without walls and cities into which the guilty run to find refuge from the avenger and find forgiveness for their sins? What if there were cities without exploitation in which no poor could be found, for there was sweet and generous equality? What if these cities were places where the aged could walk without fear and the young embraced without suspicion? Wouldn't these cities be set on a hill? as we shone like stars in the universe? What if we knew nothing of geographical boundaries and cared even less about national pride? What if we heeded afresh the directives of our king and went to the nations? What if we laid our lives on a line and placed all of our resources at his disposal? What if we took our time, our money, our homes, our affections and invested them into the kingdom of God? Wouldn't there be such an eternal return on that investment that it will fuel our joy for a million years? Wouldn't it be sweet to savor those what ifs becoming a delectable what is to the glory of God? The truth is, we are seeing churches planted, planted in all kinds of places among all kinds of people in all circumstances and situations. We're serving those who plant, and we're resourcing them too. We are X29. This is our opportunity. This is our God-gifted moment. This is our privilege, and this is our joy. <laughs>